0: Fourth and final hour, Darren, Donick, and Chase. Although today it's Darren and Chase. Yeah, it is. Don't forget Smashville Live is tonight. Boomba's Craft Pizza and Tap House in East Nashville. That's located at 1003 Russell Street, 1003 Russell Street. That's from 7 until 8 o'clock. Tonight's guest will be former Predator J.P. Dumont. First 50 people have the opportunity to get an autograph and a picture. Fans can also register to win two tickets to an upcoming Predators home game. Also, Nash and the energy team will be there as well. Smashville Live, brought to you by New Amsterdam Vodka, Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, and Red Spirits and Wine. Speaking of New Amsterdam Vodka... As we unveiled yesterday, Chase on the program, we are very excited here on Darren Donick and Chase Elliot Friedman. Yeah, a weekly every Thursday, and that starts tomorrow at one o'clock. Thursdays at one, Elliot Friedman on this show every week, talking preds and hockey with us, and then following the interview every Thursday, we will have a question for you that you would have had to have been listening to the interview to answer. And we're going to give away Predators tickets. So you'll have to be listening Huge. afterwards for the question to see if you can answer something from the interview. And you could win Preds tickets. We say hello to Chris Mason, who did a fantastic job with Willie Donick in the booth last night in Vegas. They made through it. They played a game. Them and Skilzy that they showed during one of the intermissions where I guess Willie was the dealer. And c and Skilzy were answering the questions, and it was a fun game. Chris, how you doing?
1: I'm doing great. We're just uh, hanging out at the hotel. I was actually just with William Skilzy and uh, and Bob, which and broke away to talk to you, fine gentlemen.
0: Well, thanks for doing that as always, and of course, Chris Mason, driven by Freeland Chevrolet, every Wednesday at one o'clock. So, what do you make of Elliot Friedman in your in your Got time this. slot? You're on Wednesdays at one. Elliot Friedman is our Thursdays at one. How about that? Wow.
1: That's a great, great edition, weekly edition there. That's going to – you're going to get some good stuff. He's uh, he's one of the best in the business, no question. So that's uh, – I'll be I'll be listening in at one, trying to win those Pretz tickets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need
0: those. We it's appreciate hard, that. It's hard
2: yeah. for you to get in the building. <laughs> yeah, it is sometimes.
0: <laughs> Philip Forsberg, five goals already. And, uh, of course, he uh, had the final goal in the second period. Uh, didn't play much in the third period, so I guess now we all hold our breath – to make sure uh, everything is okay on that front because this is the start that we all envision. This offense is obviously clicking at a high rate. They've scored 28 goals already, Chris, which is tied with Toronto for the most goals in the league. They're the best third-period team in the league, and it's not even close. 16 goals in the third period. I think second-best team is like 10 or 11. That's how good they've been in the third what do you make of the start thus far especially offensively with this team?
1: Well, I mean offensively that's, you know, that's the I think it's the best you could hope for and you would have, you know, projected an uptick with um, you know, Matt Duchene coming in, Mikhail Granlund, um, you know, getting acclimated from last year and starting training camp with the team and then uh, you know, you look for which it has been a little bit of a rebound for Kyle Turris. I think he's been really good. Looks like a different player. He's making uh, an impact there, getting chances, scoring goals. Um, just the, the contributions are, are just—it's great. It's up and down the lineup, and they really seem to be doing a good job uh, generating a lot of scoring chances. It was—they scored five last night, and if it wasn't for Marc Andre Fleury at certain points. I think they—they could have got more. So it, it's in terms of the the way they're they're playing offensively, it's great. Power play as well as they're chipping in every single game. Um, defensively even, you know, they can clean it up a little bit. I thought they did a better job last night against a really, really good team in Vegas. Uh, you know, they're going to get, you know, a lot of chances on their own. Pekka was awesome, but I think last night was uh, was, a, it was a real good statement game, uh, especially with that follow-up from from L.A. It looks like they continued off to play the way they did in the third period in L.A., so good game, good start all around.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, you know, they tried a lot of different combinations with Johansson and Arvidsson, and preseason and in camp and they settled on Callie Yarncroke up there on that line why has that worked so well right now with Callie up there
1: well I think you know uh, we talked about it a bit on the broadcast but um you know Callie the last couple years such a a well-rounded player you know and I think he's been playing a lot uh, with a defensive mindset the last couple years on a shutdown line you know if you get some offense great if not that's okay just uh, be responsible out there, and, and Peter Laviolette challenged him to, you know, to think a little more offensively. You know, you're playing with some players that are expected to score, in Johansson and Arvidsson. You have that skill set, so so just change your mindset, try some things, and it seems it's just been working out fantastic. He really compliments those guys, and when you have a guy like Kelly Yarncroke on your line as well for Arvidsson and Johansson, a little more freedom for those guys to take some opportunities, and if he can you know, follow follow it in and time it right and get involved like he did last night. Big goal and a great play by Arbitz getting on the puck, but he was ready to go. He's had that stick cocked up and he's ready to blast that thing. And He's made some good plays. So it just seems like one of those things where you try something and it works out. So, so far, I think they've looked really good um, in terms of, especially complementing the way that the Forsberg, Shane, Granlin line have been playing. So that one, two punches for real. And so far, Cali's fit in very nicely.
0: Yeah, and I think the beauty of this team, what stands out to me, something Chase and I were talking about earlier, Chris, it's not even really about the one-two punch, which, you know, that's essentially over the course of a season, that's what you're talking about, right, Those just the the waves. Uh, right now it's the one-two-three-four punch, which is nice, right, when you're getting production up and down the roster. that, that That's what sticks out to me, and we were discussing earlier, like the depth of, of this team seems to be a lot better than last year's team. Do you agree or disagree?
1: Oh, I, I, I agree 100%. I mean, if you, however you want to call the lines, but if if you call your fourth line, uh, Tourist Smith, and Grimaldi, I mean, try to find another fourth line in the league that can match that. And if, or if you want to flop that, Benino, Sissons, uh, or sorry, Watson Smith moved up with uh, with Sissons and Benino. I mean, you, you, you've got potential, uh, to produce no matter who's on the ice. I know certain guys are out there, they're trying to shut down, but if you get, if you can play in the offensive zone, you've got guys with the skill set and ability to put the puck in the net every time you're on the ice, so I think what it does is it you, you get to exploit other teams' lines and, and, and lack of depth, maybe, in certain situations, because no matter who you have on the ice, I think Peter Laviolette, they've shown so far, you know they have the capability to put the puck in the net, and that's, that's a luxury that a lot of teams don't have, and then you know, you go to the back end as well, and you still, yeah, you lost Subban. You still got three studs uh, that can that can do some damage offensively, and then you know Dante Fabro. Um, you know, his best offensive time in the NHL is yet to come, but you can see he's got that he's got that poise and ability as well. So, I really, you know, it'd be hard. I'm hard pressed to find a team that has more depth um, than the Nashville Predators. I know there's some teams with, I would say, have more, you know, high end. Scoring in terms of you know the Colorado line, McDavid, and those type of players, but top to bottom, I don't know if there's a roster that's as deep as the Predators when they're healthy.
0: The good news is during the action, my mic is off, and Pete and Hal get to do all the talking. You and Willie, you know your mics are hot too, because sometimes during games like last night, I went, ah! Please tell Roman don't ever drop the mitts again. Like the captain doesn't need to be fighting. I, I screamed that out, and luckily my mic was off. I almost said it on
1: the air. I'm like, don't, don't, <laughs> don't drop, like, or someone at, like, Pax Grab, uh, or right. or you know, something. Right. Somebody like that get because, him out of that. Get him out of that yeah.
0: situation.
1: And You know, not that he, you know, he did a good job, actually. Mark Stone's a big man, too. That's why I was, right. you know, that's another reason. But, uh, you know, Yosang in there. But again, I'm, I'm the same as you. You never want to see him get in that situation. But he did. He came out okay on the other side of it. And, um, but I, I'm right with you. I almost, I almost did because that's exactly what I was thinking. But he, he, he hung in there and he did pretty good. Yeah.
2: Chris Mason here with us, Predators TV analyst, driven by Freeland Chevrolet on Darren Donick and Chase. Uh, you know, let's do a little scouting. You saw Vegas last night. I, I'm curious of what they'll be long term. I know the score was five two, but what did you see out of the Golden Knights?
1: I honestly, I don't. I don't think that was a five-two hockey game. I, I thought the, it was. It was a great. It was the fastest game I've seen all year. And and they're typically such a well-structured team defensively. I, I just think the Preds played um, so fast and aggressive. They're just moving. They're getting moving the coverages around. I think when you can get in zone and. You know, it sounds cliche. I think every hockey player says, oh, you know, you just got to get pucks in deep behind their defensemen. But Vegas is a team that, that plays so structured in the neutral zone, they make it really tough to, to carry the puck through and, and get offense on the rush. So that when you do get it behind the defenseman, it gets them turning, gets everybody uh, trying to go back to your position. If you can get in and establish a good forecheck and get possession back, you can have su- su- some success against a team like that. And the Predators really did a good job of that uh, last night because in previous years, I think they've tried to skate through, pass through the neutral zone. It hasn't worked out too good for them. But uh, last night was a different story. But having said that, I wasn't completely sold on Vegas. A lot, I know a lot of people were high on them at the beginning of the year, and I, I, I wasn't necessarily that high. But after watching them, even though they lost 5-2, you, you can see the, the type of team they are and the way they play and the addition of you know Stone, Stasny's healthy, Patch Ready, and they're missing a couple guys. Uh, Tuck and uh someone else too i can't remember right now but uh i think they're they're legit they're gonna i think they're gonna win uh that division
0: i agree with you by the way i think they're a they're a scary team i mean that roster alone is looking at it it's like whoa i mean then you throw in a little 20 year old you know first round pick cody was it cody glass i mean yeah goodness
1: he looked good too yeah Uh he looked really good
0: i I know we're six games in
2: but I, i think i speak for everyone here we feel a little better about the power play than we than we did last year. It, it seems to be moving a lot better. But how important was it for that that second unit uh, led by Turris and Benino to go out there and score against the best penalty kill in hockey right now?
1: Well, exactly. And I, I thought yeah, they they created. They could add more. They got robbed by Flurry three times in a row, point blank. You know, they they were creating chances. And I actually saw Benino in the lobby this morning before he was headed over to practice, and he said it was nice for them. Same thing. They got a little extra time uh, on the power play yesterday. They're moving it around, and you know they they scored a big goal, and um, it, it's huge. It is huge because you know again, uh, same thing. When you you have two units like that that can go, out and you feel confident in both. It, it, it doesn't matter who's starting, and you, you feel good about where your personnel is in terms of you know you don't have to make changes on the second unit to get them going. But that was. That was a big game for that unit and the power play in general because it takes uh, a little pressure off of that top unit because when that pressure comes, that's when you know, things start to go south a little bit. But I, I just think when you have two units, then, then that creates competition. All right, well, who's scoring? Who's going to be that first unit out there? You know, um, I know that the other one will probably start the majority of the time, but if you've got that second unit going, you got decisions to make, and those are good ones to, to have to make.
2: Through uh, through six games, Pecorino has started four of those a two seven five GAA. But UC Saros hasn't had a lot of time yet; only a couple games. It hasn't been the UC Saros that we've seen here the past couple years. You you just kind of chalk that up. It, it's early. He hadn't had a lot of time. Or what are you seeing out of Soros?
1: Yeah, I, I, obviously, it's not you know the best we've seen from him. But it's again, it's, it's two games. It was like, the guys did not give him last game. The first two periods were not very good at all. Um, so I, I just think there's just not a big enough sample size. Like it's tough. Like I, I love everything in Preds land right now, and I'm sure we all do. There's a few things that we get to clean up defensively uh, is, is one of the bigger issues. But, you know, till, until the season settles in, you know, there's some undefeated teams. Edmonton's off to a great start. Buffalo's off to a great start. I, I don't know if the, if the, those teams will even make playoffs. You know, it, it's, it's so early right now. But uh, he, he's going to be fine. You know, it's uh, – Two games, I'm not worried one bet.
2: First chance to see the Arizona Coyotes with Phil Kessel uh, in their lineup. What are you expecting tomorrow night?
1: Well, this is a team, you know, that, that nobody talks about really, you know, just because of where they are and, and their situation. I mean, there's so many other teams to talk about, but they're sneaky. They, they Rick Tockett has this team working really hard, really structured. Darcy Kemper's playing some good hockey they've got some They've got some nice pieces they, you know obviously you said uh, with uh, Kessel there added in the off season Soderberg big net front guy. Um, they almost made the playoffs, and I think last year they had one of the teams if one of the most man games lost, if not the most, and they still find a, found a way to to make it interesting so it's a team I think that when you're going in to play them, a lot of clubs might overlook the Arizona Coyotes just because it's, it's the Arizona Coyotes. But I I just think when you have a team that plays as structured and as hard as they do, if you're not ready to play and if you don't bring your best, you're going to, you're going to give yourself fits. And and the Preds have had trouble with Arizona uh, in recent past. So they've got to be ready to go. They have to find a way to, you know, start the game with as much intensity and, and fire and, compete level as they did against Vegas you can't you can't let down you know you, we always say this and you guys say this all the time this league's too good they, mm-hmm. the guys on the other side are the best players in the world you know maybe there's some not as high profile guys or or whatever you, you know you don't have as much uh you know splash media splash or pizzazz or whatever but if you don't if you don't come ready to play you're not going to win you might get lucky a few times but that's just the reality of this league now there's just too many good teams
2: yeah, I don't sleep on the coyotes. I I, I like that makeup right now. Well, they're
0: pretty they shocked everybody last year with the season that they put in. Beat Winnipeg last night. Uh, you said the word Fitz. Did you did you see the news that Tom Fitzgerald is coming out of the front office to go serve on the bench as an assistant coach tomorrow night in their game against the Rangers? I did not see that. Yeah, how about that?
1: Wow. That's I, interesting. I, wonder...
0: I I don't know. I don't know the full story. We've uh We'll have to do a little deeper dive and find out what's going on. But, yeah, that, the yeah. Devils tweeted that out earlier today that uh, Tom Fitzgerald would be on the bench as an assistant coach in their game tomorrow night against the Rangers.
1: Wow, yeah, we'll definitely have to keep that. He's certainly capable. He was uh, you know, such a big part of our history in Nashville, that's yep. for sure.
0: And Kevin Fiala was a healthy scratch last night for the Minnesota Wild.
1: Yeah, you know, we, we, you know what, Kevin? He's one of those guys. He's, he's got so much potential and skill. Sometimes he gets away from, you know, the other parts of the game, the, the defensive parts of a game. And you know, in Minnesota, that's they pride themselves on their defense. And when you don't have a team that can score a bunch of goals, uh, as a player, you can't be a liability out there. Even though you have all this talent, and you know, you might, you know, get some chances here and there. If, if you're giving up too many on the other side you're not doing the right things it's tough so it's you got to send a message and kevin's still a young guy and i think he's still got a good career ahead of him but um you know sometimes you have to sit him aside and say hey you gotta you gotta think about things here and come back with a different approach so i'm assuming that's kind of the situation there as well
0: it's like our approach to the show man it's a four-hour show we can't take segments or hours off we just can't do it chris
1: you can't do it and you guys don't (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you chris hey have fun out there uh we'll talk to you when you get back thanks for doing this take care of willie for okay. us yeah by the way are I you will. guys staying in the same hotel as willie gonna do his little lap from the team hotel to the university of phoenix stadium or state farm stadium whatever it's called now well
1: you know- i don't know if he's going to do that but we're, we're looking for a place to play pickleball right now so we're just trying to coordinate that and get out and oh the pickleball yeah okay a thing. We're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna it's gonna be an ongoing thing Okay. Played in, uh, played in Vegas and we're looking we're looking here, so we're All right. keep we'll, it going.
0: We'll have to get an update on that. All right. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff, C Mason, yeah. Thanks. Okay, thank you guys. Take care. All right, that's Chris Mason driven by Freeland Chevrolet every week here on the program. Every Wednesday's at one o'clock. Boy, our one o'clocks have become really good. Strong. Very strong. Chris Mason Wednesdays, Elliot Friedman on Thursdays, pick six on Friday. Sounds like a winner to me. We'll come back. More of Darren, Donnick, and Chase next. At the blue line, yeah. Ellis gives it off, and the shot and the score! From the top of the left circle, Kyle Turris gets his second of the night, and the Predators extend their lead to three goals. That's what it looked like four minutes into the third period. Kyle Turris with a little one-timer blast, as Pete just described. Top of the circle. Bonino was providing a little screen in front, but he did more than screen. Got a little tip. Yeah. A little redirect. So I thought Turris had a second goal of the night. And then, I did too. Yeah, I mean, and then Bonino. It was pretty easy to – I think we all thought that and you see it at first glance, but Benino with the tip, and uh, it would be the power play goal would be uh, awarded to Benito, his second goal of the season.
2: And I thought – I brought it up to Chris Mason for a reason. I thought it was huge for that group to get rewarded for some hard work because they've had chances, but get rewarded with a power play goal because we we all just drool and focus on that first unit with Duchesne and Johansson and everyone. But the second group I think is, you know, you got to have two cohesive power play units, and now they're both producing – and, you know, with Turris and the way that he's been playing, I thought it was huge. So, I mean, now they can go, hey, yeah, we're we're doing our part too. So I think that that's big for the power play.
0: Elliot Friedman putting out earlier today that Daniel Carr, who was placed on waivers yesterday by the Predators, that he has cleared waivers. Then Pierre LeBron followed up with the uncertainty of the Forsberg injury. He will stay with the team and not go down to Milwaukee. Those are from two big national guys. And so we'll see how that all plays out. Of course, still waiting word on what is the status of Phil Forsberg. Hopefully no big deal. Hopefully nothing to see here. Yeah, And he'll be back in the lineup hopefully tomorrow night because he is off to an incredible start. Already five goals on the season. He had the fourth goal of the night. So thank you, Phil, for the free frosty that I'm going to get after the show. Thank you very much. (laughs) I think Brim Peterson's already got his. Oh, he got that back last night. Got that about 10.45 last night, Seven yeah. o'clock, somewhere around there.
2: So the Preds don't even hit the ice until, I guess, what, 2.30 our time, I believe, is
0: their practice today. So
2: maybe we'll get get more get more of that.
0: So we brought up the, the story that the Devils tweeted out earlier today that Tom Fitzgerald, their assistant general manager, who we obviously know very well, love Tom Fitzgerald. Great guy. Love when he comes to town. He's joined me on pregame. He's joined me on postgame. Mm-hmm. He's a great guy, um, and kind of has a link to the history of this franchise in this market. Yeah, the first captain. Uh, yeah, and so this is not Chase. It looks like from what we're because we said we we're going to do a little deeper dive. We haven't. We've been hitting a lot of things today, so we yep. haven't really been able to look into the devil situation. They have not won a game yet this year, so they're yep. they're they're on the struggle bus right now, and they're giving up a lot of goals. And this is not a temp thing. As from what we can tell, this is him just joining the staff that he's going to do both. He's going to be assistant GM, assistant coach. So Amanda Stein is the reporter for the Devils. She
2: tweets, uh, first tweet, the decision to bring Tom Fitzgerald into the coaching fold was head coach John Hines' suggestion. Then she goes on to tweet, Tom Fitzgerald has no worries about balancing his assistant GM and GM duties with Binghamton through this stint on the coaching staff, says he'll drive tonight to watch Binghamton play, return back after the game, and be ready for tomorrow versus the Rangers. So it appears that this isn't more than a one game thing. I don't think it's indefinite, but he's going to do both jobs right now. That's unreal. And that I was watching some of John Hines' press conference. And he said that you know the idea is you're getting a fresh set of eyes to come in and look at things, and he can be on the ice, you know, during practice and during skates, and, and then on the bench, you know, during the games to just kind of give his thoughts on what he sees so far through the struggles with the Devils.
0: I mean, old, he's been a coach before. So. They're oh four and two, and right. like I said, they're giving up a lot of goals.
2: Won a Stanley Cup with the the Pittsburgh Penguins as an assistant coach, so
0: he he definitely has the experience. Tell you what. I said this on Morning Drive on Monday at nine o'clock. It's a lot easier to coach and fix defensive defensive zone issues, things in the defensive end, things in front of your goalie Mm -hmm. than it is to coach up goals. Right. Your team that has trouble scoring. And I get it. The game will change in the playoffs. We all know that. We know it's a different game when you get to that level. Tampa scored at will last year in the regular season for eighty two games and they got swept, so you have to you have to shore up things defensively. But I'll tell you what: through six games, if you're if you if you honestly can tell us or anybody that you haven't had fun watching this team, this team is not gonna, yeah, they won't have your attention this year because if you haven't enjoyed these six games, even the two losses, you know, you don't want to talk about losses, but losses are gonna happen. The games have been fun games.
2: Oh, they've been awesome, and I'll- I'll make this Nashville sports comparison with the two with the Titans and the Preds. The Titans problem has been on offense. Can't get anything going, but they have a pretty good defense, right? Okay. But you still gotta score points. The Predators need to, you know, work on some things defensively, but they've been able to score enough that it's been okay. That gives them time to fix what they have defensively. That's the biggest difference in the two. So, anyone that's worried about defense in the playoffs, okay, you got to work on that, but you got a long time before you get there. And they are covering it up right now because they're able to score, and that's huge. And that's why they're fun to watch.
0: Yep. They are scoring goals 28 to start off the season, which is tied with Toronto. Most (laughs) in the league. Toronto. And they have that guy, Austin Matthews, who already has seven goals. He's good. And Tavares. He's pretty good. Yeah, they got some guys like Mitch yeah. Barner can score. By the way, those guys all scoring last night in their win. So, yeah, just thought we'd pass that along. Looking into that a little bit more, it looks like Fitzgerald, this is uh, something he's going to do for a while. So, interesting there um, when it comes to that news. All right, we'll come back and talk a little bit more about this matchup on Sunday that we've been talking about, the decision to go with Ryan Tannehill. Our thoughts on that, we'll weigh on that. Again, but right now I want to talk to all the men out there. You've heard me for years talking about my friends over at Cool Springs MD, and they know over there that a lot of you have started to seek help for hormone deficiencies and imbalances, and Dr. Jeffrey Lodge is front and center with that quest. He's the board-certified physician over there. His wife, Daphne Lodge, is the registered nurse, and their experienced staff want to give you men out there the treatments that are required to improve your quality of life, and as we all get older, uh, who doesn't want that? I know I do and their services have already helped a lot of you here in the middle Tennessee area and the surrounding areas with improving your immune systems, your energy levels, your cognitive function and so much more. That they're connect you with the medical care you require to have a healthy and enriched life. If you want to achieve that healthy lifestyle, what are you waiting for? Pick up the phone, make that appointment, dial this number like I have, 615-283-7291. That's 283-7291 or you can always go to their website cool springs md.com the thursday night game is the chiefs at the broncos i told you everybody deals with injuries by the way the rams put another defensive player on ir i saw that as they traded for jalen ramsey the chiefs have ruled out these players for tomorrow night's game against the broncos sammy watkins cornerback oh. kendall fuller mm-hmm. their left tackle Eric Fisher, their defensive tackle Chris Jones, and offensive lineman Andrew Wiley. All of them will not play. You think that's uh, think that's a big deal? That's a big deal.
2: They're 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 hurting. And oh, no by the way, their quarterback
0: right is is hobbled with an ankle injury.
2: Yeah, yeah. I oof. I mean they've lost they've lost two in a row to the two AFC in a South row
0: at home to the AFC South
2: and now Thursday night against Denver, and Denver has won two in a row. Denver's feeling a little better about themselves. It's a, it's at mile high. That's interesting.
0: That's, Isn't it amazing the start of Dallas and Kansas City and then mm-hmm. what the last two and three weeks have looked like for those two just, it, organizations?
2: It, it just shows you about, and, and how many times have we brought this up on the show, of just how weird the NFL is right now, and that you can't. I mean, I think we can agree at this point at 5 and 0. Oh, San Francisco, yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. Seattle, I'd say they're pretty good too. New England, pretty good. But everyone else? <laughs> I mean, Houston's 4 and 2. I'm not, eh, they're okay. Minnesota 4 and 2. Yeah, okay. But it, it's really hard to New Orleans 5 and 1. Okay, pretty good. But it, it's it's just hard to go, yeah, they're the, the best team in the league and they're going to win it all. Right now, if you force me to pick
0: somebody, I'd probably just go New England by default. But I was actually looking at uh, the Jimmy Shapiro odds, which just came out. I didn't look. I saw it pop up. It was about an hour and a half ago, and it was looking at the current odds to win the Super Bowl. So from eight days ago... So before last week's games to now going into this week's games. And so, you know, and a lot of times in that window, not much changes. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you, I'll give you a team and you tell me, did their odds stay the same, get better or worse to win the Super Bowl? Okay. Patriots. Stayed the same. Got better, actually. Did it really? Saints. uh, Tick better. Yep. Got better. Chiefs dropped. Yep, got worse. 49ers got better. Significantly better. 16 to 1 to 10 to 1. Believe it? Green Bay. Green Bay
2: probably a little bit better? Stayed the same. Stayed the same? Okay. Ravens. Ravens stayed the same?
0: Got better. Okay. Eagles. Um. Better got worse. Worse. Seahawks. Better. Yep. Panthers. Better. Better. Texans. Better. Better. Bears. Ah, oh, Bears. Dropped. Same. Cowboys. Dropped. Worse. Rams. Dropped. Worse. Twenty. Twenty-five. Both of them went yeah. from twenty to one to twenty-five to one. Vikings the same. Bills, mm, better. Better. Yeah. Colts, better. Worse. Really? Yeah. After beating Kansas City uh, this last week, they did not look good in their bye. I know. Like how are you gonna... thirty-three to one to forty to one. That's how does weird... that happen in a bye week? Or is it more about the it's Texans? Maybe the other teams. Yeah. yeah, I thought that one was interesting. How about this one, Steelers? Uh, this one doesn't make any sense at all. Well, then I'm going to say better because that doesn't make sense. A hundred to one to forty to one. What? After, what the- after beating the Chargers. With the third string quarterback, with Hodges and beating the Chargers, you went from a hundred to one. Or the fourth string or whatever the heck he is forty to one? What? Yeah, I don't know about that. Browns, mm, worse. Lions, interesting, right um, here. This is interesting. I'm going to lean a little better. Thirty-three to one to fifty to one. So worse. Way worse. Huh. Way worse. Chargers worse worse 40 to 1 to 50 to 1 Raiders stayed the same Jags um worse worse 50 to 1 66 to 1 after losing Jalen Ramsey haven't
2: haven't heard a team yet on this in this little exercise I'm just going down the list Chase
0: (laughs) here's another one doesn't some of these I don't Arizona Cardinals I mean, they should probably be about the same or worse. 250 to 1 to 100 to 1. Okay. Really? Okay. I don't know why. You beat the Falcons and you uh, go from 250 to I, 1 to 100 they, to 1? One? They
2: are giving a lot of value to
0: wins. Man. Broncos. Better. 250 to 1 to 100 yeah. to 1. How about that? Falcons. Worse. Worse. Bad. Off the board. <laughs> no it just went 100 to 1 to 150 to 1 yeah giants um maybe worse oh a lot worse yeah. 80 to 1 to 150 to 1 yeah bucks worse way worse way worse still not there still not there <laughs> titans uh, worse. You think worse? I think worse. Has to be. What do you think they were? This time last week going into last week's games. To win the Super Bowl.
2: To 75 to 1?
0: No, they were just 80 to 1. 80 to 1? Yeah. What do you think they are today? One, Shout out loss to the Broncos. 150 to 1. 150 to 1. Yep. Went from 80 to 1 to 150 to 1. And I'm curious to see if that number well that changed. It, I or Is think, that is that included? I told the you this change? was like an hour and a half ago. Oh, okay. So then, right, yeah. Okay, I would think.
2: Yeah. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, I I do know that last night that the latest line that I have seen from ESPN, Titans are favored by two, at home against the Chargers.
0: Eric Williams, who we had on, who covers the Chargers, said he, he thinks the Titans, the Titans are going to win. Interesting.
2: I know that the the line. Came off the board last night when the news started getting out, um, and I guess it went back on once they made it official. But Titans by two is interesting. Uh, you know, I, I like I appreciate the optimism of Eric Williams, but being around it like we have, I just don't, I don't know.
0: Maybe you never know. Odds a to win the AFC Titans went from forty to one to eighty to one. Makes sense. So they basically doubled for all the wrong reasons.
2: Right. Well, when you lose. 16 to nothing to the broncos and i'll say this i don't think the broncos are very good but i think they could be a little bit better
0: oh i don't think the broncos are that good you think they're a playoff team
2: no 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 no. i'm not saying they're a playoff team i'm just saying maybe they're a little bit better than than we all thought
0: so odds to win the afc south what they are currently okay like i said according to an hour and a half ago um favorite is the texans they went from three to two to ten to eleven. Okay, and then Indy went from three to two to eight to five. And Jacksonville went from nine to two to eight to one. And Titans seven to one to ten to one. Mm. Still, I mean, yeah, I mean
2: that makes sense, but
0: but so they're last in every every sure, every they category they there is. Why 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 wouldn't they be? Well, it's just amazing <laughs> going back to the conversation with Tim Hasselback. If we would have told our audience, this is what's going to happen. Like I'm, we're telling you, this is going to happen. Andrew Luck is going to retire before the season begins. Do you understand that? Yeah. Andrew Luck is going to retire. Jadavion Clowney, the number one pick overall by the Texans, the number one pick in the draft, he's going to get traded out of out of the division, out of the conference. Right. It's going to Seattle. Jalen Ramsey, Ashevilleian. Arguably the best corner in the game. He's gone. he gone. He's gone. He's going to L.A. Out of the division, out of the conference. Going to L.A. Yep. What do you think? And our Nick, comm- it, it, You left one out. Nick Foles. Nick Foles. He's going to get hurt. Basically done for the year. Well, get hurt for a long period of time yep. after week one. Yep. Told. Told you all that's going to happen. What do you think we would have been talking about the rest of the show that day?
2: Like, oh, it's
0: wide open. Wide open. It's like well, the Titans better <laughs> win the division. Right. This is going to be good. But it hasn't gone that way. The frisky level would go, the frisky meter would go way up for Titans fans, and it should. Yeah. But, and here's the crazy and part. And here we're sitting here talking about a quarterback change, which is equivalent to a healthy scratch. Yep. And a team that's two and four. And,. The crazy part is, and a coach that looks like he's in over his head, doesn't know how to get the water out of the boat. Yeah, and right now, I don't think there's very many people who feel like this is going to get turned around. Can they? Sure, no, there's ten games to go. But the, yeah, and the they're still in it. But people don't feel like it's going to happen. They're, they're still.
2: That's the crazy part. They're still alive. They're still alive when it comes to divisions and playoffs and all that. I mean, they they are still alive now. How long is that going to last? Got to take care of business. You know, th- three and four is going to feel a heck of a lot better if they can get that done with Tannehill. So
0: they've also got odds on the next head coach to get fired. Oh, let's do let's let's dive quickly. Dan quickly. Quinn. Dan Quinn is three to two. He's the favorite what's interesting is who's second that's what really jumped out at me um actually there's two coaches tied for second actually you know what we're going to do this to come back on the other side. you're going to want to hear this let me yeah you are to going to want to hear this folks in this business that's called a tease we'll come back and wrap up wednesday's edition of darren donick and chase next